Welcome to the Living With Chronic Illness podcast. I'm Mariel Metcalf, Head of Living With at Research Partnership. In the second installment of our four-part series on eosinophilic asthma, we speak to Lynn about the impact on day-to-day life. We hope you find this podcast of value. And if you want to find out more, please visit researchpartnership.com forward slash living with. So Lynn, we've already discussed your experience of being diagnosed with eosinophilic asthma. And now I'd like to talk to you about how it affects you day to day. Do you currently experience any symptoms associated with the asthma? Yes, it never goes away. You can be on any kind of medication, it never goes away. I do have difficulty with physical things, up and down steps, walking any distance. It still bothers me, yeah. Uh Even though I'm able to breathe, I still have problems. I still get the GERDs from the asthma. Sorry, could you explain that? G-E-R-D-S. It's gastric esophagic reflux disease. I see. Okay. Yeah. So you get that. uh, It doesn't go away. You still have times when it's bad. One of the things that it did for me was made my life very sad because I have been involved in animal rescue for 26 Mm -hmm. years. And I had show dogs also. (laughs) And one of the things I discovered that really bothered me was the dogs. And this has been part of my life for a long, long, long time. I went to the dog shows, you know, see your dog winning is, you know, such a wonderful experience. Yeah. The bond you have with your dog. I had to give my dogs up. Oh, no. Yeah. I had to give well, them is up. that because you couldn't look after them anymore? Or? No, it was because even though I was on the medication, having the dogs was still affecting my asthma, was still raising my asthenophil. Oh, I see. And how did you find that out? My asthma doctor told me this in the beginning, but I was not willing to give up my babies. I have no children. They were my life. And I was very proud of them because, you know, they were nice, witting dogs. They were my pets, you know. They were my children. And And I wasn't that willing to give up my dogs. And I had such a bad time last winter with the asthma, with the eosinophilus were raising again because the problem was my dogs. I finally had to rehome them all. It was one of the hardest things I ever did in my life. I'll still cry about it. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, again, we've done some research in this area where we spoke to other people living with eosinophilic asthma. And yes, I think something like over a third of people stated that they had to make significant ongoing lifestyle changes once they were diagnosed because of this and it was just something that they had to implement otherwise it really affected them and I think giving up your dogs or as you say your babies must have been a huge thing so this just happened last year then Mm -hmm. Um, happened a year ago yeah I wasn't that concerned about me as much as I was concerned about my husband who has dementia who's going to take care of my husband if I keep going downhill so that was the turning point where I knew that I had to look after myself better Wow, it's tough decisions. I mean, doing that must have been huge, but were there any other things you've had to just adjust day to day to be able to cope with your symptoms? You don't, a lot of times, make these decisions, you know, think about it, you just do it without thinking, you know. Mm. 
so I have to do this. So it's not a thought process that you really go through. The dogs were, okay? But keeping my house, you know, putting the plastic on the mattresses because dust and mold and all that is also, you know, you, you kind of always fight things that are not real comfortable with. I'm still a bit weak. Doing cleaning is a big problem with me. So I ended up hiring a cleaning couple to come in to do the cleaning here because I couldn't do it, you know, dusting and running this vacuum and all that type of thing. It would work up my asthma. So what exactly happens? Do you run out of breath or is it something yeah, else like I fatigue? It's just the running out, uh, yeah. Running out of breath, yeah. I mean, I think, like you say, it's it's something that you probably just do automatically or not even think about when you're adjusting right. to this new lifestyle. Based on our research, we found that some people, they get into this vicious cycle because they get anxious about their asthma or the potential of a severe attack, but their anxiety then actually triggers an attack. Is this something that is an experience you can relate to? You always are worried about a severe attack, always. Mm -hmm. Okay, what you do is uh, you try not to be places where there's a lot of people because people will be smoking, it'll set you off. People will wear perfume, strong perfumes, and it will set you off. You're always aware of your surroundings. When the, the pollen is high, it can set you off. And so you always have to be aware that what's going on in the environment so you can protect yourself because the fear of a bad attack is always there. One of the things I finally did was I asked my uh, doctor for a nebulizer. So when I feel this coming on, I can use it. And that helps me. So how has that impacted then your social relationships or anything like that? Has that had any impact then if you're always having to have this heightened awareness of what could trigger an attack? All my friends are pet people. They have dogs, they have cats, they have birds, they have, you know, ferrets. I can't go to their houses. Oh, gosh. We would have to meet at a restaurant or everybody would have to come here. I can no longer go visit them. Yes. Oh, gosh. How did that make you feel? It makes me feel terrible because you're losing that close friendship that you always had. And somebody say, come on over for lunch, you know, and you'd run over their house for lunch and you play with their animals. You lose the closeness. One of my friends had a pool, you know, and she always had me over for swimming. And I haven't been swimming in her pool for years because I can't go to her house. Has all this really affected you emotionally, psychologically? It does yeah. because, you know, yeah. just talking about it makes me want to cry. Oh. Um, I miss my friends. Mm. You know, I, I've loved those friends and I miss them. Anytime we want to get together, it's like this major event we have to plan just because of my health. Mm. So. Just looking at the circumstances we're all now in the world with COVID, we are in very much interesting times. And I, I just wanted to ask you, has COVID-19 impacted how you manage your asthma or not? Well, no, it's impacted how you manage your life. Everybody is going through it. But I worry about it because I think with my immune system weakened, that I'm a real candidate for COVID-19. And so I have to be more careful than most people. When so, you say you know, more careful, what, are you taking any precautions or, or doing things differently because of COVID? Yeah, well, first of all, never go out without a mask. We have sanitizing wipes. We have sanitizer for our hands. I'll go to the grocery stores now 
which I did not do at the beginning. But even though they clean them, I clean them too, you know, the, the cart. After I come out, I'll clean my car doors and my steering wheel, you know, and things like that so that I can do everything I can to not have it. And we do have groceries delivered too. We mm-hmm. do both. Usually when we go out for groceries, it's for the quick things, the milk, the bread, that type of thing. Yeah. And one of the things too is if I see that a store is not being real clean, I won't go there again. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So you're on the lookout for things that the store is implementing. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's probably not only you. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> it's probably... A lot of people today are like that, yes. I think, too. You know? yes. Going to the doctors, my asthma doctor, we have to wait out in the parking lot until he can take you into a room. You can't sit in the waiting room anymore. Most doctors are like that anymore, too. So what do you think about these different changes then because of COVID-19? Is it something that you can easily adapt to? Me, yes. Because, you know, I worry about my immune system. And my husband has COPD, so I worry about his immune system, too. So it's easier for me to adapt to them. You know, gives me a real excuse to say, oh, I'm not going there. Sorry. You know, somebody (laughs) will say, let's meet at this restaurant. Oh, I can't do that. (laughs) <laughs> but bring me back something. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget me. You get real tired of cooking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So thank you, Lynn, for taking us through your experience about the day-to-day impact of eosinophilic asthma. In our next podcast, we will be talking about what lifestyle changes and treatment people with eosinophilic asthma use to cope with the symptoms. So we hope you can join us for that session.